0: Hey, Welcome in to the True Tiger Insider. I am Gabe DeArmond with PowerMizzou.com. Every week on this show, we bring on a different Mizzou athlete, let you guys get to know a little bit about their background, their story, how they got to Mizzou, talk a little bit about obviously their careers here and all of that. This is in partnership with every True Tiger Foundation. That is Missouri's preferred NIL collective, if you Follow College Sports and you don't know anything about name, image, and likeness at this point. Frankly, you've chosen simply not to pay attention for the last couple of years. But if you want to uh, donate to ETTF, you can either go to EveryTrueTiger.org or pinned at the top of our premium message board for our subscribers. Power Mizzou has a specific arm within that collective. We are actually, I talked to Lawrence Bowers a few days ago, nearing the first threshold of $100,000 donated to that So uh, that if you guys donate to that, you're going to get some special perks and things just for PowerMizzou.com subscribers. So we certainly encourage you to do that. The information is going to be running across the bottom of the screen all throughout this show. If you were watching on YouTube and uh, that's enough of me talking, you guys don't come here to hear me talk other than to ask a few uh, brilliant questions. We'll bring in our uh, guest this week, Mizzou basketball player, Noah Carter. If, uh, if, you didn't really need his name across the bottom because no I think everybody knows you by the hair now.
1: Yep, yeah, they definitely uh they definitely can tell I'm, I'm a curly uh, curly brother.
0: <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, and so first things first, man, I mean the season ended what about 4 weeks ago I think. Like what's what's life been like for you? What have you been doing? Just kind of I mean, are you a guy that immediately gets back in the gym or do you need some time off after that?
1: Yeah, I took some time off. I took the three weeks off, and um, this uh, this past week has been the first week that we've been doing workouts and lifting and stuff again. So, yeah, when uh, when the season was over, I was kind of telling myself it's uh, it's been a long, long grind, uh, so I, I definitely need a little time off.
0: Yeah, and it, look, the season for us and for fans starts, you know, first week in November. But for you guys, this has become what, a 10-month thing? I mean, how much time during the year do you actually get away from basketball?
1: Uh, not much. Uh, I mean, I moved. I moved here to Columbia uh, last June, the beginning of June. So we we were working out June, July. Uh, got to go home a little bit uh, before school started in August, and then um, we were working out then, and then practice started in September. So it was a, it was a long grind, but uh, it was a great time.
0: So uh, like like I told you before the show, one of the things we always like to do we like to go back like way to the beginning with people on this show and and I want to know like do you remember when you started playing basketball like how old you were?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure when I played like when I first started playing organized basketball, I think I was in third grade. I think that's when I started like that's when I got on my 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 first official team and um and uh, yeah, really started to play.
0: Were you? I mean, you're you're about six six something now. Were you always like a a a tall one of the taller kids in your class, or or did you start out as a as a little dude?
1: I was always one of the bigger guys, and uh, my family always said it. I always had that baby fat on me, so I was always a little bit thicker than most of the other kids. So yeah, I was always I was always the biggest one.
0: So you you start playing ball, and I'm assuming this is just like a local kind of community league team. It. At what point, and I don't know which one came first, but at what point did you realize you were pretty good at it, and what point did you think, hey, man, this this is something I want to keep doing. Like, this is a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it was either sixth or seventh grade when I played on, like, my first AAU team, and uh, I remember making the team and, you know, just being happy that I get, you know, uh, my own pair of shoes and I get my own jersey and stuff. And then um, probably around eighth grade was when I, you know, really realized that I could, you know – Uh, take this and and not only make a living for myself, but, you know, hopefully do some great things. And and that's when I really started to, you know, kind of grow a little bit and and, uh, start really putting in uh, work in and to try to get better.
0: One of the things that that we probably haven't talked enough about with with some of the previous guests on this show and but especially with basketball it is such a time commitment for your whole family I mean like AAU is about to start up and these kids are going Atlanta Memphis Dallas you know hopefully South Carolina for a lot of them Um, do you remember that kind of kind of growing up with your parents or or your coaches having to ship you all over the country?
1: Yeah I remember because I played for the Iowa Barnstormers so we used to have uh, we used to have a team travel bus and uh i remember my parents used to drop me off at the bus and then i'd just ride and we'd we'd uh we'd make long road trips and um we used to go to shoot i remember one time uh i think it was my 16 new year we went from new york to to los angeles to las vegas in a three week span so we used to be traveling all the time it was it was a great time though
0: wait you didn't do all that on a bus did you nah but <laughs> we didn't do all
1: that on a bus but um we used to i remember we we bused to atlanta and we went somewhere else that was pretty far but no, those those three trips we uh, we flew to thankfully
0: okay okay so so when did you kind of start to catch the eye of any college coaches i mean do you remember like your your first kind of moment where you're like oh hang on now this this is getting serious
1: yeah i got my uh i remember i got my first uh division 1 scholarship uh to north dakota and uh, it was, um, I'm pretty sure it was my sophomore year of high school. Um, so that was, man, I, I, I remember I couldn't sleep the night after. I was just so excited because I knew that, you know, I all the hard work that I'd been doing had finally been paying off. Like it's, it paid off and I got my first scholarship. So, uh, but yeah, it was around sophomore year, uh, 16 year is really when I think I started to open some eyes and coaching and stuff.
0: Okay, so for a lot of Missouri fans, obviously they they probably weren't too familiar with you before about a year ago, about this time. So just kind of for for everybody that's watching and listening, tell us the story of kind of your recruitment and, and how you ended up at Northern Iowa. Yeah, um,
1: I think I uh, I mean I know I was I was pretty underrated, uh, you know, growing up, and um, uh, I think you know most people they didn't really see me as a, a guy that really stood out. Um, and then um I really started then I I remember I was my 16 year was the year I started really dunking and I think that's when I really started to open some eyes up and um yeah, I was able to to go to my my hometown or my home state uh northern Iowa um and uh, yeah it was it was a great great uh great three years I had
0: there. was that kind of where were most of your offers Missouri Valley kind of what people like to call the mid major schools is that?
1: Yeah, I actually committed a little bit earlier than I wanted to. Um, my 17 new year, uh, before our last live period, um, I committed, and I, I kind of wanted to wait till the fall because I always had the hope of maybe going to a high major school out of high school. But um, just the way it worked out, and you know the way I was feeling the fit, I think uh, I think I made a good decision, and I committed to you and I. Um, and uh, it was a, I think it was a great choice for me at the time.
0: So I'm interested to talk to you about this because you're one of the guys now that's lived both sides of this transfer portal thing, right? I mean, when you – and I heard it put a pretty good way on a podcast a couple weeks ago. Um, The guy said, look, the transfer portal, nobody should hold it against these kids because these kids grow up dreaming of playing at this level, at the high major level. Like nobody grows up and says, my goal is to be, you know, a a player in the – Mid Atlantic conference or something like that. They yeah. the, the goal is the highest level. So when when you made that decision to you know kind of bet on yourself and I'm going to leave Northern Iowa and think I can get a shot. I mean, do you have an idea at that point like hey, I, I'm pretty confident I'm going to get some power 5 schools calling or is that a little bit of a gamble? Uh it's definitely a
1: gamble. You know, you, you really got to bet on yourself at times and I know uh I thought uh, after my junior year, my last year you and I, I thought, I was hoping I at least did enough to, you know, spark some interest from some high major schools. But I remember as soon, like, literally a minute after I, my name was officially in the portal, I started hearing from schools, and and they were high major schools. And I remember I just it was it was honestly it was just the crazy craziest thing ever, just you know, getting calls and hearing the schools that that, that were interested in me.
0: So the flip side of that obviously is the schools like Northern Iowa, like Cleveland State, where a lot of you guys, Milwaukee, where a lot of you guys left, and. I'm sure that's kind of tough, but, but did everybody there kind of understand, Hey man, we, we go take your shot. We know what you're trying to do here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Cause I mean, I, I had, I feel like i built such good relationships with them that, um, you know, it's, it's nothing, you know, personal that like, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like you see with coaches, you know, they get, they get opportunities, they get more money and they're, they're probably going to go to a, a bigger school themselves. So, you know, it's all about, uh, you know, what's best for you. And, um, and, uh, I feel like, like I said, we all respect each other. We all understand, uh, what what's going on. So, you know, no bad feelings at all. And I mean, obviously you, you get some bad situations at some spots, but, uh, at least for me, it was, uh, it was good.
0: So you said a minute in your phone starts buzzing. Do you remember at what point, uh, you know, how long it was before you heard from Dennis Gates? Um,
1: I, I remember I made a list, uh, and I think they were I think they were the seventh school that had contacted me. And then um, I remember talking on the phone with Coach Gates uh, probably a couple of days later. And then um, we got I remember we had a Zoom and and then uh, just, you know, being able to get my official visit set up. So they were they were pretty persistent right away.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it, if I remember, you had a, a couple of visits set, but you you committed on that Missouri visit and, and ended up canceling some others. Is that right?
1: Yeah, so I didn't commit on the visit. I had my uh my visit, and then uh, on a weekend, and then uh, the Tuesday following that weekend is when I committed. Yeah,
0: what what was it where you just came down and said, "All right, this this is because at that point, like, I you know you knew Kobe was probably on the team. I think Dre was committed at that point, but Mm -hmm. it it was still this this kind of thing that nobody really knew what it was. What was it about Coach Gates or, or or Missouri that sold you? Um,
1: I mean, I I really loved the the visit when I got here. Um, I was well taken care of. Uh, you know, I really got to connect with the coaches and and understand their vision. And uh, through the through the whole process, like the Zoom, like I remember when I when I had my Zoom call with uh, with Coach Gates and the staff, he just talked about the culture of of Mizzou and, and what he brought and and uh, it, that just that really intrigued me. Um. And another thing that that really hit me is uh, Coach Gates is from the same neighborhood that my dad's from, uh, pretty much in Chicago. Okay. Um, so he was able to connect with my dad, and um, you know that that was kind of a sign to me a little bit. You know, just being able to to see that, and I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And then just on my visit, uh, you know, being able to come with my mom and um, and visit here and, and see everything, and then when uh when I committed it, that day, you know, something was just weighing on me. It's like. It's like I couldn't I couldn't stop thinking about it, and I, it just it just felt like God was telling me, you know, like this is the place for you, like this is the place that that's gonna fit you best, and um, you already can see what what's going on, and uh, you know, I just kind of took that as a sign and and uh, made the decision.
0: Was there any part of you because you didn't necessarily get that full recruiting experience in high school, right? Was there any part of you that's like? You know, man, I could go check out Gainesville, and I could check out a couple of these other places, and they're going to give me steak and lobster, and I could be a king here for about a month if I want to. Yeah, that's,
1: I mean, honestly, that's what I was thinking when I set up those official visits. Uh, You know, I really wanted to just see everything, see all the campuses and, you know, the stuff that I'd never seen before, but uh, it's just something about Mizzou that that, that was ringing in my head.
0: So you you get down here the, the first week in June, like you said, and I guess at that point, Coach Gates is like the veteran. He's been here for two and a half months at that point, right? And, yeah. and, and all these guys are are coming from from all kinds of different places. And I mean, I'll be honest: a year ago, all of us doing what I do, we had no idea what to think of this team, right? We're like, yeah. I don't know. I've never seen any of these guys play. I don't. I, I don't know what what's going to happen. How quickly. Um, and I know the I know the stock answer is look day one, but how quickly really did you guys kind of start to think hey we have got something here that, that could be pretty special? Yeah,
1: I mean the the first couple of weeks when we when we stepped on campus, it was kind of you know just really getting getting to know each other. Uh, we we did our meetings with Dr. Carr, um, and uh, those were all day meetings that lasted from shoot in the morning to to. Like 2 a.m., like just long meetings and, um, you know, just really deep diving in and, uh, and understanding each other. And I feel like once we got to that point, the basketball stuff came easy because, um, uh, I mean, we're all obviously really good basketball players, but once you get that connection and then you just go from there, it just all matches together.
0: For those of you guys who don't know, uh, Dr. Carr, who Noah's talking about, is is Joe Carr, kind of a, a sports psychologist that that worked with the team and with Coach Gates. And, and I know Dennis doesn't love you guys giving away big secrets, so I'm not asking you to go too deep here. But, like, in those meetings, what what kind of things or, you know, what kind of team bonding stuff are you doing?
1: Um, shoot. It's just a, a lot of stuff about, you know, a lot of – you know, a lot of dark stuff honestly came out about each other. You know, the stuff that, you know, you're not comfortable talking about. Um, we did a lot of skits, you know, reenacting stuff and reenacting situations and what we do. And, and we, we had some dance battles. You know, it was all about, you know, kind of letting go, of, you know, putting down that shield and, you know, just really being able to express yourself and, you know, get close with each other.
0: All right. Now, I'm not doing my job if I don't ask who won the dance battle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I... I I can't remember who won the dance battle, but the one that stood out to me was Dre. Dre Goldston. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, we had the music. I, I think because the coaches were the ones that scored it. But uh, I think they gave Dre a bad score because, uh, yeah, I can't remember who won, but I remember Dre is the one that stood out to me the most.
0: <laughs> all right. So uh, so let's fast forward now. We get into the season. and And, look, I know, like you said, you guys are all good basketball players. Once you start playing the level, whatever, it's just basketball. But you go out your second game here and score 28 points. Is that, was that in any sort of way, just kind of a, all right, no doubts now. I, I know I can do this here.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it was like, I remember, cause I usually don't get too nervous for games, but I remember the very first game uh, just going out there, I did, doing the starting lineup and then getting in. I remember the first two minutes I was like, it kind of, you know, it didn't really hit me yet. And then uh, I finally settled in and then, uh, I remember, I remember, I went, I think, 0 for four, and for, from three in that first game, and uh, I remember telling her, I was like, yeah, it's, it's this is gonna change. I, I remember, I was like, yeah, it's, it's, I'm not shooting 0 for four ever again like that. Uh, but yeah, being able to come out in that second game and have a pretty big game, um, you know, it was kind of a relief, and you know, just to to show not only myself but to show everybody that I'm I'm capable of uh, of what I just did. Uh, it was a good feeling being able to do that.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it was after that first game, but I do remember after one of the early ones, Coach Gates said in the in the press conference, "Look, Noah Carter is not a twenty percent three point shooter or whatever," and 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 it picked up. I'm sure it takes just a minute, but but you guys go through this nine and zero start, and then Kansas happens. Um, was was there a time and and I know you said you had the confidence in the in the summer, but was there a game or a time in that season where it went to Okay, guys, this is, you know, kind of our expectations have, have risen here from what people might have thought of us. Yeah, I mean,
1: obviously, as a team, we, we knew we were going to, we, we were telling ourselves from the very jump that, uh, you know, they're going to underestimate, you know, what what potential this team has. But I remember our first road game at Wichita State, um, you know, being able to persevere, come back from a, a late, um, you know, deficit and come back and win that game in overtime. I think uh that was that was probably the first time that, you know, that was the first time we battled adversity and, and really came together. And um I think that was the first time that we were like, yeah, I think we I think we got it here with this team.
0: Is there uh, any particular game moment, whatever? And and it may not even be something that happened on the floor, right? It may be something that, that none of us ever got a chance to see. But but when you look back on this season, whether it's now or whether you do it when your college career is over, is there any one or two kind of moments that really jumps out to you that in your memory? Um,
1: I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of because looking back at it now, the season went by so quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think because for the most part of the season, we won all the close games. We won right. a lot of them. And uh, so I think, you know, just going through the whole year and just like seeing all the, the wins and the, the game stack up like the way they did. Uh, I think that was pretty mind blowing for me, honestly, looking back at it. Uh, you know, we had a, we had a, a older team, a smart team that really could close at the end of games. And we had big time players that made big time shots. And, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, I think, I think just seeing that was, was uh, the craziest part.
0: Well, I, I mean, I can tell you, Missouri fans, I've been covering this school for 20 years, and I went here before that. Missouri fans have some scar tissue built up where they expect the bad stuff to happen to them at the end of games. Yeah. So I think, like, Dre Golston may never buy another meal in this town after after <laughs> hitting two 40-footers to win, to win games in a single season.
1: Yeah, uh, I think, like, whenever we're out in public and we're just there, it's most of the fans of these days come up and they say, thank you. You know, just thank you for bringing the culture back to Mizzou. And, and uh, yeah, it, honestly, it makes it makes me feel amazing because, uh, you know, it's it's more than just basketball to me and um, to most of us. And being able to to brighten people's days and, and years is pretty cool.
0: It, that kind of leads into what I wanted to ask you. I mean, it, again, look, Des Moines only going to be here one year, right? Dre only got to be here one year. Uh, none of you guys, except for Kobe and, and maybe Aiden, are spending your entire college career here. But what amazed me about this season wasn't just hey you won a lot of games and all that, but how quickly this fan base sold out, it filled up that arena, and and you guys truly seemed to kind of form a bond with this fan base that seems hard to do in three months. You know, I mean, how'd that happen?
1: Uh, we just we were ourselves, really. Um, I think each each player had a, a specific, you know, not a job but a specific uh, role that they fit, and um, I think we we all did it to a T. Um, uh, you know, just being able to, we joke about it. I'm Dre was joking about it probably a week ago. He's like, he said, they're calling me a true son. He said Dre and Moy were saying that. And, uh, cause the definition of a true son is you spend your whole career at, at Mizzou, right. Or
0: I, it, it kind of, some people think you have to be from Missouri. Look, it's one of those things. I, I don't know what it means, but people have said it around here for a yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he came in, he
1: was bragging. He's like, yeah, they call me a true son here. And I'm like, well, I mean, I guess he had to have done something good for that to happen, but yeah, it was, it was uh being able to see sold out crowds and, and hearing like the guys that were here last year, talk about like, there was really nobody at the games and everything is, mm-hmm. it's just wild.
0: So uh, you, you get into the off season and, and look, this is just kind of how college basketball is now. You almost have to say like, Hey, I, I am gonna come back for another year, right? Cause cause you guys all have the option. I, I think the mm-hmm. antlers actually broke the news that you were definitely coming back next year. But like yeah. that, that wasn't really a question for you, was it?
1: No. Uh I mean, obviously after the year, uh, you know, I just wanna take it slow and you know, not, you know, because you you know you never know what's gonna happen. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, in my mind, I, I didn't you know, I really wasn't thinking anything else, and uh, we was at the end of our bank. It was our uh, end of the year banquet, and um, I had to, I think I won an award for uh, for something, and just at the end, I I didn't even know I was gonna do it, but uh, I just said uh, if you guys will have me back, I'll be back next year, cause um, yeah, I mean, I was I was expecting to come back, so just to get it out there publicly and and let everybody know.
0: How how kind of weird is this period for for a player? Because like. Look, the fans, the media, we're all on Twitter every day. There's thirteen hundred kids in the portal. You never know who's coming back, who's going. So mm-hmm. how weird is this this time of year where you know where you're gonna be and just kind of waiting and seeing, I don't know, we'll see what, what Coach Gates puts together for a team. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm I'm every day. because I we don't we don't really know like what's going on in the portal or or who we're talking to. I mean, obviously we have some official visits on this weekend, but I mean, most of the stuff I see is on Twitter, and uh, uh, I I look at the Power Mizzou stuff a lot. But, yeah, I'm kind of just rolling with the flow. I mean, you can only control what you can control, and, uh, you know, just just keeping an eye out like you guys are.
0: The, the other the other big thing in, in college sports these days is NIL and, and it's it's part of this show. And so we kind of try to ask everybody. And and I want to stress when we ask this question, nobody is asking you, like, how much money do you make? That's not part of this. But like mm-hmm. when you NIL, like how big a deal has that been for college players? And, and have there been any things that that you've gotten to do through it, whether it's, you know, charitable things or anything like that that have stood out to you?
1: Yeah, uh yeah, I mean it's obviously a big thing nowadays. Uh you got people that are that are kinda, you know, going to schools based off the, the money and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, my experience here in Missouri has been perfect. Uh I couldn't ask for anything better. Um, you know, being able to connect with uh, I'm a I'm a ambassador for uh the Special Olympics of Missouri. So okay. uh through yeah, through uh through every True Tiger Foundation I was able to do that. Uh and I'm um, looking forward to being able to go to some events this summer and um and throughout the uh, throughout next year. But yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a, a very cool thing, and um you know something that this is my first time being able to experience. So it's uh, it's been really cool first first go around.
0: Uh, I want to talk a little off the floor. I, I actually talked to to somebody with an organization here that wants to wants to get you out hunting and fishing with some of these kids. That's that's your thing, right? That's a, that, yes, that's sir. your big passion away from basketball.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I have my own boat, and um, in the fall, I, I got my I, I boat hunt. So that's what I do. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I've always um, you know just enjoyed being out in nature and being able to just kick back, and it's it's what I love to do to to really get away, get my mind off basketball. Um, you know, because we're just we spend so much time doing that, working out, lifting weights and stuff. So being able to go out, and relax, catch some fish. Uh, sit in a tree stand. Uh, and I, I also love it because, um, you know, if I go catch some, catch some good fish, I can come back, cook it for the team. And, um, yeah, if I get a deer, get some deer sticks. So it's all beneficial.
0: Is that, is that deer? Is that mostly your thing?
1: Yeah. I've, uh, yeah, I, I that's what I do when I, when I, with the bow and I'm hoping to get out this spring and, uh, get some turkey hunting then, but yeah, we'll okay. see what happens. So are you one of these
0: guys that gets out there at like five in the morning?
1: not sometimes sometimes okay. i think i think uh to go tur- turkey hunting i'm gonna have to wake up that early but usually when i go uh at least this year um deer hunting and fishing it was usually in the afternoon if i could sleep in i'd try to sleep in
0: <laughs> so so wh- where's the better hunting uh iowa or missouri are they pretty similar
1: they're pretty similar but i'm pretty sure Iowa's like the mecca for for big bucks in uh in deer hunting so but okay. i mean is obviously really good too um but i've always i mean, maybe it was my dad being biased cuz we're from uh, cuz we live in iowa but yeah he always said iowa was the mecca
0: okay um so we'll we'll wrap this up with with just kind of a, a couple quick things uh i obviously you got got school here and then how much time do you get off and and you, do you have any plans for like after school before you're back here working out every day
1: um yeah we'll have uh once school's over with we'll have Shoot, I guess the, the time from when school's over in May up till June. So, I mean, I'm planning on just going home, uh, being with my family, uh, working out back there, you know, spending time with friends, maybe going on a couple trips. And then uh, last year was my first time actually doing it. Um, last August, I had my own uh, basketball camp back in uh, Dubuque, Iowa. So, I'm planning on having another one of those, hopefully, a bigger turnout. And um, yeah, just, you know, being able to, to give back to the community. Um, you know, spend time with people uh, now that I have a bigger platform and, you know, kind of make a difference in not only my own life, but other people's lives.
0: So what's uh, how, how do you guys how do you provide an encore to what you did this season? How, what's next year? <laughs> uh, next
1: year's uh shoot. I mean, I just I, I I can't really I don't know what the future holds. Uh, I know it's going to be a, a great time. We're going to have a great team. Uh I mean, the people love Dennis Gates. So if they if they could put it, if they could put their faith in them more for for the first year, I mean, we'll see what the second year has in uh you know has in stake. But I think it's going to be a great time, and the people definitely have a lot of stuff to look forward to.
0: I want to wrap it up with this. I know you guys talked a lot at late season press conferences and joked about all the all the Dennis Gates memes on Twitter. Like, do you guys take those to him because he doesn't seem like a guy to me that that probably spends a lot of time looking at him.
1: Yeah, he, he says he doesn't look at it. We showed him a couple of them and he just he looked at us like what is this? And uh yeah, we 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 definitely enjoyed the memes this year. I was I was surprised when I first started seeing them and then started seeing some of my own and I was like, man, like people are very creative and uh yeah, they're they're definitely super funny. So I'm looking forward to those next year.
0: All right, so last one, and I'm going to put you on the spot, and feel free to say no. But but Dennis told us at the NCAA tournament that there's a lot of guys on the team that do Dennis Gates impressions. Are you one of the guys that does a Dennis Gates impression?
1: No, it's not me. It's not me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there's definitely who, some who guys has that who has
0: the best one.
1: Trey Trey Gomillion is probably the best impersonator on the team. He can he's really good at doing CY. He's good at doing all the coaches. Really, um, shoot. Dre's really good at doing them. Uh, we got this. This. I'm not gonna lie. This this past year is probably the funniest team I've ever been on. This the guys. They're always joking, having a great time, and um, that everybody had a great personality, and I think that's what made the team so fun this year and what made this year so great.
0: Yeah, it was definitely a fun team to watch. I, I know I speak for all the fans that say that. No, appreciate you taking some time and hanging out with us, man. And uh, we will uh, give you a little time off and and catch up with you down the road.
1: Yes, sir, Gabe. I appreciate you having me on today. It's been a great time.
0: All right. Thanks, Noah. Have a good one. That is Noah Carter, Mizzou basketball player, senior forward, going to come back and be a senior again next year. And once again, this is the uh, True Tiger Insider, our partnership with Every True Tiger Foundation, that is Mizzou's preferred NIL collective. The information's been running across the bottom of the screen. And if you're listening to this on a podcast, which will release 24 hours after, you can go to EveryTrueTiger.org to donate. If you are a Power Mizzou subscriber, there's information on our message board how you can uh, donate through us to ETTF. So thanks to Noah Carter. I think we're going to have one of his teammates on this show next week. but We like to make sure we get everything lined up before we tease it too much. So thanks for hanging out. We'll talk to you guys next time.